Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 524, recording live on Wednesday, September 20th. I'm one of your hosts, Mo. And Adriel's muted, and I am Kyle. <laughs> I am Random Dave. For I, one said it. I said One's it. Once actually right having the show notes up, and Adriel <laughs> messed up, and I didn't, so yes. I saw his lips move. I saw him trying to talk. and <laughs> Trying isn't doing. I did talk. I didn't try. Trying isn't doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's muted. It didn't work. <laughs> And we are joined with a uh, special operative in the field, uh, Mike from uh, Team Apex and uh, Banyak Precision. Hello, Mike. Hello. And the CCFR. And the CCFR. And, uh, oh, probably uh, like many other things, but we don't want to like name all the lists he's on just yet. Okay. There's at least one or two watch lists. We're, I was going to say we're on a lot of lists. All of us Is are. <laughs> Favorite Canadian podcasts. We're on that list, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Wholesome Canadian podcasts. Uh, another More list. RCMP and ceases listeners per capita than any other podcast out there. Right. <laughs> Something to be proud of. Uh, so let's get started. We will start with Dave. What did you do in guns this week? Last week? Now I'm Since. muted. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> muted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody's muted. It's a muted type of day. Um, been doing lots of well, it's been like a month and a half since I've been able to on. I was on a, I was all set up a couple of weeks ago there, and then we took a hiatus, and I'm sitting there by myself, feeling lonely and sad. Oh yeah, our week off. That's right. No, that was the week I was available. I had time. Uh, doing lots of uh, or a plinking days or a intro days. I've been out with a couple other clubs. Um, out of Borden, so I've been out there a lot. Uh, did a Sega Paintball big game. Uh, did a sporting rifle or a sporting rifle day with Chris W. about a month ago. That went really well. Uh, I shot the ORA rifle, CQC, and NSCC pistol at Borden a couple weekends ago. And uh, my rifle was not zeroed. Well, I thought it was zeroed, but it turned out it was not. So all of my nice V-bull hits were like three inches too low. So I had a real nice group in, in urban brown, three inches low. So instead of all being V-bulls, it was all twos. So I was I was slightly annoyed about, with that. I came in second from the bottom, and I don't think the other guy that was under me, I'm pretty sure his gun didn't work because his score was half of mine, and mine was quite low. I think I was like three 10 out of 550 or something like that, which is not great. I got to shoot with Bolivar, so that was amazing. Uh, he was, uh, shut up, Chris. Um, <laughs> no one loves you. Chris W. just said nothing but excuses. Well, my shoes were tied together. The sun was in my eyes. The wind was in my face. It was just, yeah. it was just, it was just terrible. I thought Bolivar just bikes these days. Does he even shoot it? Does he even have any guns? I thought he sold he them for like a caliper does. on his bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, given what his bikes are worth, that would be about right. But uh, no, he was out. He had his uh, 
his uh, uh, who's that company whose pistols I hate? Um, U.S. Canadian military uses them very high, high, very lots of height overboard. Uh, Sig power. Sig. Oh, Sig shooting. Yeah, he's shooting his Sig three twenty and uh, did very very well. He's got an optic enabled one and Chris W sporting rifle there. We were doing a last man standing where you stand at five. I think it's five yards and you basically got 30 seconds to fire 10 rounds into a target and you have to anybody who hits outside of the v-ball is out and then you just reduce the timings and then reduce the distance until there's no only one person left and i came in third out of nine with my handgun so i was pretty oh, pretty good good yeah and it was bolivar and chris that outshot me and they both got optic enabled pistols so optic equipped pistols so i'm like eh, i don't feel bad about that that's fine practically so cheating was, those guys yeah they got cheated on them yeah i know i was first place loser so i was very happy with that <laughs> considering how the rifle match went and uh what else did i do uh yeah i shot the devore for the rifle match and the cqc match so i was really quite pleased with that uh steve b loaned me a cert pistol to play with so thank you steve i'm gonna mess about with that this winter and uh this saturday i'm gonna see bolivar and our good friend Kelly at Maple Seeds. I'm super oh, cool. super excited oh. about that. Kelly. Yeah. It's is Bolivar going to bring a, a center fire? Is he, is he going to bring like a, an AR? Or t- what, what was he shooting for a rifle? Uh, Sterling. Is he going to yeah, run that? Uh, SA, whatever the hell it is. R18 Mark uh, II R18, or three yeah. or Probably. 15. I'm guessing that's what he's going to be shooting. I'm going to shoot cool. my Tavor. So we'll see how that works for Maple Seed because I ain't going to be slinging up too much. <laughs> We'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, but that'll well, be fun. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah, bring it that. Could be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to bring that because I want to. Uh, I want to get rifleman with a Tavor because I don't know anyone's done that before. So I want to do that. Not anyone in Alberta, that's for sure. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be. It's going to be cool. And that's it. How about you, Mo? What have you been up to? Uh, not much this weekend. I registered for an IPSC match for this Saturday at the Masca Club in St. Dominic, Quebec. Turns out it'll be the last outdoor one of the year for me anyways. Um, there was supposed to be an Ontario match at Eastern Ontario, but it, uh, it got canceled for whatever reason. But, um, so that's it. So I'm going to try and enjoy it as it being the last one before we move to the indoor indoor season nice. um and then i mentioned last week that uh my the barrel that i ordered from ibi uh for my rimfire arrived Ooh. so it's mm. oh there it is on camera okay so it's uh nice one, in, one in 12 twist 24 inch and it's one in 1.125 uh contour and wow. she's uh, heavy that is, for, that that is, for our podcast yeah. listeners, yeah, thick. Yeah. She's beefy. That is thick with three C's. Yes. Yeah. Just the way I like them. Um, so, yeah. So now it's got to go on the voodoo. So, yay. And uh, really, really, that's it for me. So, um, yeah, I didn't do anything else. How what is that going to make your voodoo way? Uh well, I'm hoping to take because I have I have an 18 inch barrel on it now, and I have I have the the chassis weights in the front, like two chassis weights in the front. So I'm hoping that I could 
take them out after putting this in, but I'll see once it's uh, balanced. <laughs> gotcha. So hopefully it'll be similar weight to what it is now because it already weighs too much. But <laughs> what does it actually weigh? Probably 23, 24 pounds. Somebody. <laughs> Yeah, that's why at the ORPS when we had we had three stages of like maple seeds type of like unsupported, uh, my arm was gonna fall off. So, <laughs> and I noticed that it's uh, that it's uh, you you've got a threaded end, so you could put a comp on there as well if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the uh, what is that half by twenty twenty eight? Yeah, yeah, half by twenty eight. Nice, nice face. Um, how about you, Adriel? Richard was just mentioning and says that it's threaded for a quietener. Quietener, quietener suppressors yeah. <laughs> are illegal in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been doing some stuff. I shot the BCL Siberian Thursday night at the uh, fun shoot, and uh, it went poorly. <laughs> so it was a carbine. How, uh, how poorly only. did it go, Adriel? Uh, didn't go well yeah i uh i lost a substantial amount of time uh, just trying to clear it was great remedial practice yeah boy i, I got some <laughs> oh, wow. good practice with the jams yeah so nice I, I brought it out uh on thursday i went early to go set it in first i loaded a mag in racked the charging handle click <laughs> mm, that's not great a good start. start yeah yeah um and then i had a couple of uh a couple of rounds in that first mag where the bolt locked back even though there was ammo still in the mag uh which hmm. was not promising uh and then i shot the match and it just did that lots it's open bolt kind of yeah or just like every <laughs> once in a while you just have to like look over and be like oh and then just like rack it and load it up again i checked um so i i got home i, I checked with the magazines in there does the little finger like interfere with the mag or something like that is that why it's like hitting and, and bumping open no not so much so i don't really know why but it was happening a lot to a lot of the other guys that were uh, shooting that rifle so bcl uh, bad competition long gun ouch yeah yeah i put an article out on it my video editor is working on the video right now so mm. that'll come out uh well friday saturday sunday Whenever he feels like it. It looks pretty, um, though. They're such a sexy-looking gun. They're a sexy-looking... And there's, like, so many cool features on them. I just wish they uh, worked. <laughs> yeah. I showed it last week, didn't feature. I? Did I show it last week? I don't... Oh, no. I didn't show it? I must have shown mm -hmm. it. No? I'll show it off again. <laughs> show it off. What the hell? I've got, it set up. I've got it set up for uh, accuracy testing, so I got a big honk and scope on there but uh your standard folding stock can't shoot with the stock folded but i don't really care about that kind of stuff uh ambi safety on it um extended magazine release chamber's empty right now uh the worst trigger ah, about nine pounds eight nine pounds yep uh bolt hold open that uh sometimes works sometimes if you press this uh, bolt hold open it drops sometimes it didn't so i couldn't reliably <laughs> use that so i used the charging handle on the side which worked every time and uh there's no 
there's no like vent holes on the top, just on the sides here. So if you shoot it and it gets hot, it's just going to be hot. There's, it's it. not going to do a good job of like getting the heat out. Huh. Looks sweet though. Looks like great. And there's a couple of things that are, that are actually really good. The takedown on this thing is badass. So uh, one pin at the back. Out that goes and she opens up. Nice. And it's got, it's got a captured recoil spring assembly for the bolt. So oh, that's fabulous. That's a really great thing to have on a on a rifle where you need to pull the bolt out every once in a while, right? So I'm gonna I have yet to take out this, this take it out to the range and accuracy test it. That's what I'll be doing on Thursday. Is that and, cut out underneath the fore, forearm there? Is that actually just decorative or is that what is that? Are you talking about like what's right here? Yeah. So that's where you put your hand. That's about where the <laughs> oh, gas yeah, the gas piston is right here. So mm. these extra closed slots on the bottom means that we're going to, uh, yeah, have uh, less gas coming out the bottom, I guess. But yeah, it's like a little bit of a, a scalloped kind of a kind of a mm. hand, put your hand here kind of a thing. Now that also means that there's like there's a ridge there, so you couldn't put an M lock like you couldn't bridge there or bridge there because there's actually mm. a step. Mm. It's uh, it's not the the same height, <clears throat> but. I don't know. I don't really tart up my rifles with a whole bunch of M-Lock stuff anyways. Yeah. I don't put the pack and the, uh, all the other stuff on there. All the night vision Your stuff. AR laser, IR laser. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that yeah. On, so, mm-hmm. That goes on top anyways, your pack. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Hmm. I could put that on top. And then, like, you know, some flashlights and stuff on the side, whatnot. Bipod on the <laughs> bottom. Bipod that's also a foregrip. Or maybe both. Maybe both. Anywho, I don't put that crap on my rifles. Um, maybe we'll make it work better. Maybe, maybe. Uh, that was Thursday. I went up to Fort Mac on Friday night and uh, did a maple seed out there. Uh, good time. There's a couple of interesting things I saw. One was I had a couple of people who had really big POI shifts. Um, between, like, So they sighted in the rifles day before. And they were good shooters. I believe them. Morning of, their POI was really off. So we dialed in, get to the AMC, you know, dialed in, all that kind of stuff. Get later on to the MQTs, their POI is off back to where it was yesterday. So like when they sighted in uh, the day before, when it was hot, they had sighted in for a certain, uh, uh, you know, zeroed for a certain hit. And uh, the next day when it was cold, it was like way off. And one of them was a carbon fiber barrel and it was way, way off, like 12 MOA off. Um, I don't know, 20, uh, 10, 22. Yeah, like ext- I've never seen wow. that big of a shift. I've never seen like a 10, 12 M- MOA shift. Yeah. Um, just from temperature. You didn't change his ammo, nothing. So it's kind of wild. Um, and then one thing, like I got, I got home. I unpacked all the maple seed loaner rifles, and all the loaner rifles are just covered in like vet wrap and foam, like all over the place. I'm like that's it. I got Kydex. I'm putting like adjustable cheek rests on <laughs> fucking everything. So I made a bunch of these uh, adjustable cheek rests and uh, just believe me, they all have them now. They all have nice. them. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, grab one. Oh, that's, that's the budget version. Here, let me get the better one. There's the better one. So it's nice and high up here. And you could put 100% of the weight of your head on there. And there's still some movement up and down that you've got on this thing where you want to. It looks like that's not in line, but this is actually in line with the scope and the barrel. It's just the stock like slants down so much on these things 
that that's what it looks like. Anyway, because Ruger 1022 stocks are stupid. That's not the only stupid thing about them. Like the other thing, if I if I had a better solution, I would do something about this nonsense, this cutout here. Like, what is this? A, a machine gun from World War One? I? I need like a scalloped <laughs> butt pad to hold the recoil in there. Give me just a flat thing here. It would be fine. Then people could like put it up, and instead of like you know, a lot of the times they'll have it high up on their shoulder when they're standing, and it's, it's like that, right? It's silly. Anyways, I'm not a uh, I'm not a huge fan. Like I like my 1022, but there's so many things about them that are just shit design that it just it's frustrating. And they've been Why don't they just fix like it the 60s? Yeah, yeah but like okay, that it? stock might have been cool in the 60s, but like we're in the 2020s here. Like maybe maybe update it. Maybe don't do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, get rid of the bolt catch and put a... They did it on the PC carbine. Uh, I can't see why they wouldn't do it on anything else. Okay, let me go through some other stuff here. Um, my SFRC order came in. I got a bunch of, like, black powder stuff because I'm going to do some black powder hunting here. I got some of these uh, these little guys here. So this is like a... You put your black powder bullet in that side and you put your powder in the other side and they're more or less watertight. More or less. Uh, so I can take those to my brother's place and shoot a deer, whatever. Uh, I got a bunch of like battle stall and cleaners and that kind of thing. And I also got, this is the real reason I bought from SFRC. They had some Savage, uh, shotguns. I think these are the three twenties, right? Uh, for $200, even Ooh, wow. like one ninety nine. Uh -huh, uh -huh. What? So I had to get one and, right. uh, I don't really like cylinder bore shotguns though. Like, they're not really useful for much, but uh, if I, you know, if I need a pump action for pal course, 200 bucks, can't beat it. Can't Sweet. beat it for the price. Uh, and then I was thinking about, uh, so I've got this straight pull rifle, this guy here, uh, it's an SBI. So it's a, you know, straight pull two, two, three. I got to use my AR barrel on it and all this other kind of stuff. I was like, boy. I watched his video from Hoplaw file. Uh, he did one on 300 blackout and he was talking about how crap it is and all that kind of stuff. But he was saying, ah, but if you want to go for a short barrel thing, like maybe you could, you know, use that. I'm like, boy, if I could get decent performance out of like a 10 inch barrel, that might be interesting. Cause I could get a 10 inch barrel, 300 blackout and maybe use that as like a short range, like hunting rifle. And for reference, the size that this thing is going to be is going to be something like this. So this is, this is my uh, my mini AR that I had uh, built back in the days when uh, when these things were a thing, and uh, it's very light. And I imagine like climbing up a tree stand or something like that, having that just like with a two point sling on you. Mm. That'd be awesome. I like the idea. <clears throat> so I ordered a three hundred blackout barrel. Um, Blackleaf Industries actually had a killer price on them, uh, two hundred and something, two thirty, I think. For a 300 blackout barrel, 10 inch, mm -mm -mm, oh. 10 and a half. I did some measuring and with a certain stock combo, I can get that 26 inches OAL, just like a half inch too, too long, which is what I want. So it's going to be short. It's going to be a tiny little package, straight pull, 300 blackout. Nice. Uh, I may not get it in time for hunting season, just given the, <laughs> given the fact that, you know, it's going to be four to eight weeks to get it in from the States and whatever, but uh we will see. Uh, and I talked to SBI. I'm like, yo, can I get another one of those uppers? He's like, maybe. Maybe I got one of those. So I'm going to see if I can get one of those from those guys. Uh, and then I thought, well, I could make some ammo. I've got like a whole crap load of 
two, two, three cases, powder, bullets. I got all the stuff I need, right? Uh, rifle primers, magnum rifle primers if I need, but uh, maybe that's bragging a little bit too much, right? Um, so I got this. Uh, this is uh, baby's first chop saw. It's for, <laughs> you know, when they want to be working on. It's it's just a step up from those uh, those Fisher Price toys that that, uh, that the kids get, but uh, it's a tiny little two inch chop saw. This is for cutting the cases down. So I'm gonna get those two two three cases. I'm gonna cut, uh. I don't know, like two hundred of them down, and uh, all size them first, then cut them down, and then chamfer and whatnot, and uh, should be good to go. So neat. Chop chop those things. Nice. Like, well, I mean, how else would you chop them down to to size? Um, without like just trimming the whole damn, like there's a bunch that you'd have to trim out. And if you use like a power trimmer on there, it's still, it would take so long. So I'm going to chop and then, you know, do a final trim maybe, uh, to, uh, to length, or maybe I'll chop and then chamfer and not even bother with the, uh, depending on how square this thing cuts and how nice it cuts, I guess. Like, can I just chamfer it afterwards? It's interesting. I'll find out. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make a pile of 300 blackout ammo because uh, might as well have it on hand. And yeah, a whole bunch of gun stuff this week. Uh, this weekend, I'm gonna be heading down to KGAC that's in Canmore for a double header. That'll be like a camping maple seed extravaganza, and uh, that should be good. So, I don't know, like 10 hours of driving last weekend, 10 hours of driving <laughs> this weekend coming up. But a uh, whole bunch of maple seed, yeah, and and, they, and they've been treating us really well at at, at Kananaskis too. They've got like a, they filled their line to both days, which uh, which we love to see because for a long drive. But if I do two days full of uh, full of students, fantastic! I'll do that drive every day, right? That's uh, that's definitely worth it. So should be good. Sporting rifle saying arrow saw cuts very straight. Is this what an arrow saw is? Would this be like an arrow saw? Could you, I guess you could use this for cutting arrows, right? I don't know. Anyways, I, I have I have no idea what else you would use this for. What else would you use? Like the smallest, crappiest mine. I have a, I have a miter saw for wood. I didn't. I don't have a blade for it or whatnot. And I wouldn't really want to put plumbing. my fingers that you close. Use it for plumbing. <laughs> plumbing. Plumbing. Cutting piping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Plumbing. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for other Smurfs. Torturing Smurf fingers, yeah, perfect for your fingers. Maybe, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's about Terminus. it for me. Kyle, did you go? I don't think you get. Uh, I, I have not. I didn't see your your uh, cooler rifle come out. <laughs> well, I uh, shot the local USPSA match on Saturday morning, and it was a good day out, but. Last minute, I decided that I was going to shoot carry optics instead of limited. So I shot the Zev, and we'll say it was a day. I had pretty much a similar experience to you in the uh, the rifle at your match. Yeah. Adriel. Yeah. I had a good excuse, though. I had a like a <laughs> from a manufacturer who's known for yeah. unreliability. <laughs> so I had pretty much every issue. It would. It didn't want to feed, it didn't want to extract, and it was just, yeah, it was one of those days. The shooting, once bullets came out the end, it was good. I was pretty happy and happy with my movement, but yeah, there was just so many malfunctions. So definitely got some training in on the malfunctions. And 
Yeah, so that was Saturday morning. And my uh, I was mentioning my optics ray slide for the Taurus, and that actually came in. And uh, so got that put on. And my brother had given oh, me looks this so good. So shield SMS2 red dot. So it's nice. really, it's always on. It auto adjusts to ambient light for the dot. And it's on there pretty good. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. That looks slick. That looks ah, so, so good. Oh, yeah. it's, the, it's, it's the gun really well. Yeah, nice, nice and small. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a gun show this weekend. So went to that. Uh, we went Saturday afternoon, went looked around, and a local manufacturer, Cavern's Armory, they had, I, I was checking out their stuff, and they had a PCC there. It was like 750 bucks for a little 9 mil, and so I thought, well, sleep on that. And so I did and figured, okay, you know what? Yeah, sure, I'll buy it. Went back Sunday, and they had actually sold the last one. So I was standing there talking with a buddy, and... Uh, one sales guy came back up to me and he said, oh, well, he has the parts. He can build you one if you want. Oh, wow. So I <laughs> ran over, started talking with him and ended up instead of an off-the-shelf building a uh, new PCC. And I, the uh, the service from them, so the gun show was over <clears throat> at four, was closed at four o'clock on Sunday. And I got a text at eight o'clock Sunday night saying it's built, just need the parts that I was going to supply. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So I happen to have this red grip that I pulled from Rocky Mountain charging handle and the phase five uh, lever from my old AR build. So I'm like, yeah, I'll throw that on there. And so 16 inch barrel and 16 inch handguard. And I love how close mm. it comes to the muzzle there. Just halfway into the threads mm. like that. So MOE stock, we'll see. I have, I might switch that out. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I bought the, probably the cheapest optic I, I could find for it. It's this uh, company, IJK Optics out of uh, the Phoenix area. Uh, it's 80 bucks. So it get me running for now until I decide what I want to put on here. It's kind of interesting because it, has four different reticles that you can go with. You can go with a dot, a circle, crosshair, and then crosshair with the circle. Okay. And then you can also adjust, change it between uh, red or green dot. Nice. So actually quite feature friendly. Uh, nice wide open. Got set up here and yeah, pull up on the rifle and it's right there. So who's the manufacturer on the rifle? It is Caverns Armory and they're they build right here in in town in Carlsbad. So cool. That's their handguard and their receivers. Uh, it's just got a basic trigger in there. I'm just waiting for my Timney to come in to drop in to that. And like I said, I still got to decide what I want to ultimately run for an optic on it. Uh, I did order a compensator for it. I did a bunch of looking. And it looks like it should be here Saturday, but this is the comp I ended up buying for it. It's at S&J Customs, fully tunable. And it is it is going to look good on that, especially with the handguard being so close like that. So, yeah, that should be here Saturday. Yeah. 
Very cool. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, I think that's about it. I got some more work done in the studio, got some cameras working and whatnot, so I'm getting closer there. But, uh, Richard saying red accents. Nice to see you. Not quite gone full red, white, and blue yet. <laughs> <laughs> that one will come, I'm sure. <laughs> you but, go on uh, the side of it. <laughs> well, that's that's background on my phone already. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, how about you, Mike? Oh, well, last weekend I attended both the CRPS in Kananaskis and the X22 on Sunday, which was interesting, trying to shoot five different disciplines with one rifle. And came home from Calgary, and it was get a bunch of hard gases together, cut foam, and get ready to fly to CRPS Nationals this weekend. And that's Busy, busy. Busy, busy-ish. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, nothing too crazy. Okay. Uh, I think that's everyone, right? So we can get into uh, upcoming events. And I lost my uh, sheet for a second. So we have that, which, yeah, which Mike just mentioned. We have the CRPS Nationals in Avonmore, Ontario. That's going to be this weekend. Uh, 20 stages over two days, so the 23rd and the 24th. You can still, uh, there's still some spots remaining, so you can uh, register on practice score. So come out if you're anywhere near the area. Uh, there's the S SPFGA Millsurp Madness 2-Gun event on September 23rd. And then that's at uh, that's at Sherwood Park. So Sherwood it's like Park. Millsurp, or if you don't have Millsurps, then bring what you got. Bring what you got. Okay. And then there's the Chaz Ladies Day on October 14th. And then there's the BTSA IPSC Rifle and PCC match on October 21st. And then Do they make the PCC people shoot like long range and just say deal with it. Sorry, it, it, rifle or PCC, but you're gonna have to shoot three and four hundred yards. Sure. Well, Taylor's putting it on. I'm pretty sure he probably won't care either way. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the uh, Ipsic Ontario Shotgun Provincials, which is going to be uh, September 29th to October 1st. It's in Waterloo, Ontario. Uh, 14 stages, and for registration, it's not on practice score. You have to be. You have to log into the Ipsic Ontario website. I think they already have uh, over ninety shooters registered, so that's that should be good. And then, uh, Dave, do you want to talk about uh, upcoming ORA events? Yeah, if you go to OntarioRifleAssociation.ca, click on events. If you're in Southern Ontario, or mostly at Borden, I think they're all at Borden this year. Uh, we've got a CQC match coming up on, never mind, that was last week. Hold on. Uh, I'm broken. Hold on. Hold on. I had the calendar, but now it's not loading. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Anywhere. So, October the... Why is this not working? 
Uh, we've got a short range. We've got a precision match, but precision rifle sniper match on the October the 8th. We've got a short range practice, which is just a fun plinking day, 15 and 100 yards, uh, October 15th. Chris W. has a sporting rifle on the 21st. And we've got an intro practice day on the 22nd. And then November 4th, we've got a CQC match. So go on the OntarioRifleAssociation.ca, click on the calendar, and all the stuff's on there. Nice. Thank you, Dave. Uh, we will get into the news. Uh, CTC Supplies is closing, and they currently have 30% off until September 30th. Looking for like, any like AR stuff? They got a they got a pile of that stuff. So, mm. and nice too bad they're shutting down. Yeah. I liked ordering from them. Yeah, That's probably also like why they company. are shutting down because they had so much stuff that was like so much of their inventory is AR stuff, and yeah, yeah. it's hard, to, hard hard to unload, right? Yep. Yep. Without new ones being sold, definitely. And uh, for other news item, the CCFR is filing an injunction application with the federal court to extend the amnesty for the 2020 OIC gun ban due to expire October 30th, not that far away. Anybody got a comment on it? No? That's, that's an interesting one because, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it's getting this close without the government saying something about it. They're just going to extend it again. Yeah. yeah. By the way, last minute, they're going to probably take it over. Yeah. They yeah have they're going to wait till the nth hour for sure. Uh, my dog ate my homework. Can I get an extension? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe another year? It's probably those damn conservatives why we can't take those assault weapons off our streets. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of that. Right. Not incompetence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, never incompetence. And uh, that's it. Um, that's it for the news. We'll get into new gun stuff. Uh, brought to you by Bullseye North. Need a new boomstick? Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR, with a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter. Free shipping over two hundred dollars. Some exclusions apply, like ammo. Subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get first access to the hottest deals. Thanks, Charlie. Hi. How was the uh, how was the uh, the liberal uh, policy convention? <laughs> That's where you're late, right? Yeah. No, I was actually sitting in the other. Um, I was sitting in the other um, streamyard. Um, oh, because <laughs> this one's dated for the 13th of September. The other one is dated correctly. Anyways, I just been working on things. I'm going. What time is that? I'm going. Why are the guys not here? And I, I'm going. <laughs> Or in the other one, which is the wrong date, by the way. You guys should be pinning out. Yeah, this is the cool kids party. So you went to the wrong. I just clicked on the one at the bottom of the chat. Yeah. Anyways, wrong one, guys. Or wrong one, Kelly. So hi, everybody. Uh, Hi, Kelly. We're already past the this week in guns uh, segment. Do you still want to bring anything up? No, you guys can just keep going ahead. So hi, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh well, I'm late as usual. So. Yeah, that is usual. That's I was just working. No. I was just working on maple seed stuff. I was having phone calls about this weekend and and all that. I'm going, geez, why are these guys so late? Did we like? <laughs> are we postponing this week? No, we can't be. They just put a link in the other one. Um, so I'm just. And here you are. <laughs> you know, par for the course. Mm. 
anyways so i did hear that you're uh all the way into uh what we didn't not what we didn't guns this week sorry uh, we're, 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 uh, we're already in with um new um, gun new stuff gun new gun stuff so have we done the interview yet no no holy jeez i am late okay Hi. no 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 you're not <laughs> we started with we were doing a normal show mike's here the whole time oh, okay. so we'll get to the main topic in a bit if okay. you wanted to do your what you did in guns this would be an appropriate time kelly I did a lot in guns, but nobody's really interested. So we're going to talk about what's new in guns because everybody's interested in that piece. (laughs) Well, I'm like, I'm holding off the good stuff until later so that we can talk about it with uh, with Mike. But I'll show some stuff. I'll show some stuff because I'm, you know, I've been looking at some stuff. Um, Bullseye North, uh, the thing that we're featuring this week is they have uh, a bunch of accessories for the Tika T3, such as the MDT ACC chassis. In nice, an FDE, nice. uh huh. We've got the HNT twenty six uh, in an Arca. Mm. They have the Kdex Strike Nuke Evo for the T three X, and they have that in Stealth or in uh, Tan. Very so, cool. Some very nice stocks for them. Canada's Gun Store has some Templars in five five six in stock and ready to be shipped. We'll talk a little bit later about some of the changes they've been making in uh, on the Templar. Some very exciting changes that uh, address many of the things that uh, people have been seeing as shortcomings. Uh, weekend, the guy was quite happy with it. Ran well. Cool. Yeah. Ran well. Was it a Gen two or Gen one? Uh he had recently acquired it. Might be a uh, might be a Gen two. It's probably a Gen one. Probably a Gen one. Okay, Mike knows. Uh, they're twenty two fifty. Which okay. Uh, Spectre, Spectre Ballistics has their ST22. This is that top charger one. Uh, they are making full rifles out of them with cool. Hogue stocks, Hogue, Hogue overmold stocks, and their own barrel as well. So a nicer ah. barrel. Mm-hmm. So it's a full like rifle that. that's better than the stock 122. Look, the back butt doesn't have a curve on it. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at the comb on there. Oh, the comb doesn't drop like you're shooting a, a black powder rifle from the 1800s. Huh, weird. <laughs> Imagine that. I wonder why more gun companies don't do that. That can't Anyways. work. Ah, probably not. It would slip right off your shoulder, right? <laughs> Under the heavy recoil. Uh, Cabell's has a couple of things on sale today. They have their Wild Wednesday. I want to show a couple of them. Hunting season's coming up. They've got their Cabela's V2 shooting pod. They've got a monopod for 30 bucks. Uh, why would you want the monopod? It's half a pound, so uh, it's pretty light. Uh, they've got the bipod for 35 bucks. That one's 1.1 pounds, basically double the weight because double the legs. Uh, and then they also have a tripod for 50 bucks. These things are inexpensive. They're not meant for like, you would, probably wouldn't want to run one of these at like a PRS match or something like that. Not a PRS. Yeah, PRS, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Uh, but for hunting, that would be fine. 50 bucks. Oh, and this one's two and a quarter pounds. I think I'd rather just have it. Personally, I would go for the monopod, like half a pound. Hell yeah. Bring it, leaves it as a walking stick in the one hand, rifle in the other. And if I see a deer, just slap it on there. Or I'd go yeah. to a maple seed and learn my kneeling position. And then I just crush a deer with that. So probably crush. that one actually. Crush. Crush. Just, just like you crush bruise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's after you shoot the deer in the face. Yes. In the face and crushing. Got it. No, that's after mm-hmm. you get it in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> the back of the truck? The tailgate party? 
As long as it's in the box of the truck, then yes. But <laughs> exactly. Anyways, that's that's all I saw this week. Nice. There was some. Oh, Mo, you were saying that you found some cheap ammo, right? Who had that three fifty for the Scorpio? Uh, Tenda stuff? had the nine mil one twenty four Scorpio for three fifty for a thousand. So hmm. world's healing. Uh, that's the cheapest I've seen. I've they had another brand. I forget. Uh, was it the PMC for three eighty or three eighty five? So a couple of a couple of cheaper options. I don't think we'll ever get back down to two hundred bucks per thousand for the aluminum case, but two forty uh, for the uh, two thirty two forty for the for the brass case. Yeah, hard to it's hard to use member berries when it's only like two or three years ago. But goddamn, <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't that changed quite. It wasn't so that long ago. So mm-hmm. okay, uh, we will. Adriel. What's that? We're getting old. I remember when. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. I know. <laughs> Kelly, you're muted. We can't hear you. If you're trying to talk with us. Yeah. Kelly? Hi, I'm back. Hi. Welcome back. Why are you guys ignoring me? I saw Why some like, anger <laughs> there. and. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will get on to the main topic. And for our main topic, we have Mike on to talk to us about TACOM, the TACOM show. Uh, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself, like what some of the things you're into. You should intro them like like you would like a, a WWF wrestler, like as you're, as you're bringing them on. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the stage, Mike from Team Apex and ba- Banyak Precision. Mike is a CCFR field officer and uh, PRS aficionado, rimfire uh, fetishist, and uh, love shooting. I don't know, something like do, that. Do you want to be known as uh, the Hammer, the Annihilator, the? Well, then we need a theme song, Mike. What's your theme song? Ooh, that would. Uh, I don't know. We could pick so many things. <laughs> okay, oh, go with I have a dagger then. No, we're, we're going with both. it's it's raining men and uh, <laughs> solid choice, solid choice. Something from Judy Garland, I think. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's go on Notorious Cherry Bombs. There notorious go. Cherry Bombs. All right. Nice. nice one. <laughs> Take it away, Mike. About me or about Taco? Uh, about you first. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you, Mike? We all know you. But we, we, you... The viewers may not yet. So I'm Mike. I am a member of Team Apex. Uh, wonderful optics. I'm also a member of Team Banyak Precision. Uh, the three of us like to go around shooting and running our Instagram account, spreading the good world of shooting to everyone. Promote the sport, not the podium. I guess that's one way to put it. Yeah. Um, You're an avid podcast listener or viewer. I'm an avid uh, commenter in the comment section. Yes, you are. (laughs) I'm stuck in camp a lot. I'm like, well, there's nothing to do. I'll just keep yakking in the comments. They might see something useful in there. I'm full of useless information, but there's only like three good places to apply it to anybody. So this is one of the few places I can spread. Yeah, you're very much a uh, active commenter, and you have you have a wealth of knowledge. You, yeah, you do. So we love having you either on the show or on the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm here in spirit, even if I'm not there. Yeah, I don't like talking about myself. If that's weird, but. 
<laughs> That's why so I come on. So you were at TACOM? This year, yes, I was. Went who, back are you, who are you representing at TACOM? I was representing CCFR, so I was in the booth. Yeah. Nice. Making sure memberships were done up, selling t-shirts, giving information out, doing all the fun stuff. And how did, was, go ahead. How did it compare? Did you, were, you went to previous uh, shows? Yeah, I was at the show last year. And I went and got a bunch of pictures for Slamfire last year just so we could talk about it. Because for the guys in the West, it's kind of hard to see it. Like, you can watch a video, but it's not the same as being there. So I want to try to bring more of that out because we don't really have anything to compare it to. Thank you for going to Toronto so the rest of us didn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I could not believe the amount of grass that was, like, chest high. Like, we're just walking to the restaurant. Why is the grass not cut? Pollinators. (laughs) I don't know, but it's, it's just, like, dead grass. Like, this should not be here. <laughs> I'm like, this is enough- people will see this. <laughs> and, uh, but you got- a natural look now. I don't know. It's like green space. I guess they're calling it. Yeah, green space. Yeah, I thought they sold space. that. Renaturaling or whatever. Spreading <laughs> out, just giving you little chunks of city block, and like while we're divesting from the one into the other. Cool. It's like carbon. And, uh, yeah, so uh, so overall, uh, how is uh, how's Tacom different from uh, past years? It was a little bit smaller, Rochelle, but it wasn't extremely small. Like it was still busy on Saturday. We were very busy at the CCFR booth, which is a good problem to have. Yes, good. it is. Yeah, I mean, Friday during the day it was slow, but everyone's at work unless you're off, and then in the evening it picked up a bit, and then same with Sunday it was busy and then it kind of died off towards the end but that's every gun show you go to yeah and in terms of the the number of exhibitors i guess it would have been less than last year there was a couple less vendors but the way it was spaced out if you if you didn't know you wouldn't have known that it was a smaller show they did a very good job with this year okay they also had a there was a big airsoft area in the back that we didn't really have last year so that took a, a lot of space in the back Cool. If anything, we were maybe missing like eight booths, it seemed like, if that. Like, it didn't seem like it was a massive, smaller show. It was still big. Hmm. Cool. And most of the major manufacturers were there? Yeah, there was a lot of people there. There was, uh, I like going to Tacom because there's people you've never heard of that will show up and then you can actually know about interesting stuff. Uh, we were right across from Crusader, so I got to see some of their new stuff that's coming out. Uh, Leopold, Vortex, the big guys. Scorpion, with a bunch of their new stuff, is really... Scorpion Optics? Pick. Scorpion Optics has really upped their game. I was very impressed. Because yeah. huh. I saw some of their stuff, oh, three, four years ago. And it was like, eh, middling like Chinese scopes and that kind of thing. But maybe they've, like, they've, they've upped their game then? They've upped their game quite a bit from what they used to have. Their lines expanded quite a bit. Also, because they not only donated a red dot that we gave away at the CCFR booth, they donated some of their sales to the CCFR as well. So I want to show them up for that. Oh. Wow, Super that's awesome. fabulous. That's cool. Which company was that again? Scorpion. Oh, Scorpion. Not the- yeah. oh really? Huh. Okay. Out of Manitoba. They're out of Manitoba, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Cool. 
at the CCFR booth, we had some other awesome sponsors, Apex. They gave us a pair of 10 of the 10 by 42 binoculars, which are, which are really cool. I love them. I, the, with and without the reticle, I just love them. Yeah, those right there. Look at that. These are the 12 by 50s, though. Oh. 12 by 50s. I like, I like 10s. No reticle on this one. No. The, re- the reticle is where it's at. Yeah. I missed where? Uh, two mils. <laughs> this one's for looking at deer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me. yeah. You can't, shoot, you, you can't shoot deer with mils. That's what I've heard. No. <laughs> has to be M away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you mentioned you're across the way from uh, Crusader. So, is, did you see something like this? I did. Those uh, are seven sixty by thirty nine Crusaders. Ah, hmm. uh, okay. And if you notice that bottom one, there's something different about it. They didn't paint it. No. And it's gold. Naked. So the rumor with that one is you cannot buy it unless you can prove that you're some sort of cartel or dictator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a very exclusive entry to get onto that bottom one there. Very good. Very good. But that one, those I think you can get those with the ACR stock or with the uh, Galil stock for the, the black ones. Galil, nice. Okay. This would be the 308 crux which is uh. their new offering coming out this year it's basically a just beefed up version of the 223 but for 308 cool nice that looks, looks like a big effective break on there big effective break like if you put a scope on that for throw trigger tech on there that's a great gear gun right there yeah soon to be coming in 6.5 as well uh, That's the uh, 308s with the, just the FDE, which I think looks a lot better. I'm personally better. Yeah, I like the FDE better. Yeah, than... no warlord street creds though. There, people will be like, "You can't take over our country. You don't have a gold, gold or silver rifle, loser." <laughs> I can't imagine the amount of polishing it took to do that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. the same picture. But... Chained in. Yeah. Another Crusader? Yeah. yeah. Lots of Crusader. So, Crusader, Are these Crusader? the Gen 2s? Uh, I think that's a... No, that's the short barrel. So what they're doing is they're just going to release a short barrel version of just the upper. And if you choose that you want to make a restricted Crusader, you have the option to make it restricted. Or just hmm. keep switching the upper every 29 days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, on these gen, this is a, this is the Gen two here. No, nope, that'll be a three hundred eight. That's completely its own. Oh right, where were their Gen twos? Were these the Gen? No, that was the, the that was the seven six two version. Did I not get a picture of the? No, I didn't get a picture of the two. I can talk well, about the two. I I've heard they look the same. Like there's there's very little difference in the look. Cosmetically, there's a little bit of difference. That side plate that was on the rifles yeah. that they were for that's going to be internal now, so you're not going to see it, but it's still going to be it. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mag uh, magazine release is going to be changed. It's going to like a ping pong style that we're all know and love. And Fantastic. Miss. Yep. Uh, recoil spring. They're going to have three recoil springs in it. That seemed a little bit hokey poke to me. Three recoil springs and three guide rods. Why? They, did they give a reason why they wanted to do that? 
they said in some of the testing that they did, and I think it was administrative results when he reviewed it. He said that sometimes he'd let it go and it wouldn't fly forward with the amount the uh, enough force, and sometimes mm-hmm. round force <clears throat> going to battery all the way. So with the three springs, it's going in there every time now. I wonder why yeah. they didn't just use like a heavier spring profile spring. on it. Huh. Symmetry, maybe I don't know. They're also the handguard on the on the Templar two is going to get milled out, so it's going to save some weight. A lot, uh, like the, so. The Gen ones were heavy. If you've ever held one, you're like, "What yeah. the heck am I? Like, why is this thing so heavy?" Um, but I heard that they've they're going two and a half pounds lighter with these the new one. Yeah. Wow. And they also it's uh there's a new rear trunnion on them, which is aluminum steel. So because with the three springs, you don't need that steel back there anymore. Uh-huh. So they still some weight there. Uh, they built the center of the, I believe it's the center or the side of the Picatinny, so they saved a bunch of weight on the handguard and uh, pencil barrel options because everyone yep. apparently can't carry a rifle more than 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Ounces make pounds. Ounces make pounds. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's going on a 30-mile ruck march with a Crusader. <laughs> kind of a mid-profile guy myself. But... <laughs> yeah. so you'll have the option when you order them. And this is after TACOM, they'll all be Templar 2s. They're switching everything over to the Templar 2. So you, when you order, you'll have the option. Do you want the heavy barrel? Do you want the pencil barrel <laughs> color? All that fun stuff. Yeah, give me the lighter one because the, the gun was cool. It just needed, needed to go on a diet, and it sounds like they put it on a diet. Good. Perfect. I mean, when... I'm used to 24 pound rifles, so that's <laughs> true. Speaking of heavier rifles, speaking of heavy rifles, that's a heavy caliber, but that's not a heavy rifle. That's the uh, BCL uh, howitzer, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That thing weighs less than my gray birch in that configuration. Wow. And it's a 308, it's a nine inch barrel. <laughs> that would not be pleasant to shoot I don't think I can't imagine it being I was talking to the guy, one of the guys at uh, BCL and he says yeah it was not fun to test and I <laughs> <laughs> no we only fired well the good news is BCL doesn't test anything so <laughs> their customer pace does their testing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shots fired <laughs> <laughs> you'll have them on the have to, you'll have to have them on the show to defend them on that I can't say anything to that but <laughs> You yeah. know, uh, for the price, these rifles are pretty cool. They're they they're are. very inexpensive. They they run big mags, and uh, sometimes they work. I, like if, with, if, if you're backpacking, this is perfect. It's a 308. If if you miss with all of that, then the bear deserves to have you. <laughs> Fair. Yep. But like it folds. It's nice. It's like look at it. There's nothing to it. So short. Wow. This this is the BCL. If you like the Siberian, hey. get ready for some 308 out of the Siberian. This is the first prototype receiver that they've done up. So within a year, we should have a BCL and 308. I'm liking the 308 <sighs> options. Because you can get that Norinco steel case ammo for like 80 cents a round. Uh, my two two three is like seventy cents around, or I could shoot three oh eight for like eighty cents. Give me the give me the three oh eight. Might as well shoot the big stuff, right? Or if you're adventurous and know a gunsmith, you could put it in twenty two two fifty. And the reason they don't do it, yeah, yeah. Depending how adventurous you want to get with it, 
Cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, so what we got here, tactical innovation, uh, tactical imports, sorry. They had some night vision out there, which I thought was very interesting to have at the show. It's, I want it so badly. <laughs> so, <I'd, laughs> so yeah, that, or, yeah, that's a PVS 14. They also had a uh, new con, which a uh, com- Canadian company and a lot of people might not know about because they mainly deal with military stuff. But that's, uh, they also had one of their IR lasers there as well. I think it's the next picture. I think. Or that is the, la- yeah. Cool. Uh, Not cheap, starting but... price, uh, $3,999. Why don't you just say $4,000? That's <laughs> gone down quite a lot from when but I first started looking at night that's vision. Stuff. Not bad for night vision stuff. No, no like that for a PBS 14, that's a very reasonable price. And it's literally buying a superpower. Like I can see at night. That's a superpower. Mm-hmm. I just use my car headlights. <laughs> <laughs> Too many deer. Yeah. I want to get I want to get a night vision scope for hunting hogs. Mm-hmm. Just go thermal. If you're gonna do it, get thermal. Well, yeah. Fair enough. Nukon <laughs> Lamb 4G 23.99. All in one aiming and illumination. Four so channel. If you want to mount your IR laser on top of your BCO, there's your Canadian option right there. Cool. All Canadian. Canadian made? I, I'm i not sure if they're made in Canada. I know they're based in Canada. Cool. The this Oslof. is Alofs, Aslof. I don't even know how you say it. But is that uh, the magazine oh, tube yeah. off to the side? Yes, yes, yes. So I got to handle those. They're, they're going to have a shorter barrel version, and they're going to have a 20-inch barrel version, I believe. In two different finishes, they should be coming here soon or right away in the near future. It's fun to just get hands on them because they feel kind of side heavy, but not too bad. Yeah, and they look pretty goofy, but they they do something really unique, very unique. Mm. My question is, what do the hunting rigs say about one of those? Uh, well, it's a magazine tube. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's an attached magazine tube, no matter what. So for just for our podcast listeners, the uh, Sulun Arms, Osloff or Alof, whatever, uh, it's it's a break action shotgun, but it's got this old timey tube system on it that flicks the shell. Like as you break it open, it you send the shell out, and this thing pushes another shell into the way, and then you close it. So basically, you just break the action open, and then close it, and it just keeps loading shells in there. Magically, shotgun with a magazine. Uh huh. Nice. Cool. It was very cool. I got, yeah, and that'll be the longer barrel version of it right there. Yeah, neat. So more in the tube. Now we got some shorty shotguns. If everyone's interested in those, I believe that's the one as well. Yeah, that's the side by side twelve gauge shorty one, and then there's yeah. the revolver four ten. <laughs> because everyone needs a revolver four ten. Oh, oh yes, that would be cool. Fun Revolver 410 shorty. That'd be fun. Yeah. Those should be coming right away. My only problem with those revolving shotguns is if they're not timed right, your, your forearms tend to look like you're hugging insulation for an hour. You get spray regardless. Yeah. Having having shot them, you get spray. 
it's not deadly. It's not like lead that's going to like shred your wrist or whatever, but you're going to get like carbon and crap on you regardless what you do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh huh. So if, if you want to do a three gun stage and just never reload, here's an option for you. <laughs> yeah. The axe and arms FMP. It's got a big, bad drum mag on it. It's a shotgun. Uh, I saw these at, in, in June, we had some guys competing with them. Yep. And cool. that is, it's not 25 rounds. It's 30. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> You don't like if carrying those run? pencil barrels around. <laughs> you don't like this. 30 rounds of fun. Wow. Well, like it's ridiculous to actually sh like your arms are like this around the drum. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But I'm trying to pump it. Back. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. It's a compound. That, that is, a, is compound. a compact crossbow. That will do 500 feet per second. What? what? Oh, wow. Yeah, that was at the uh, gravel booth, one of the distributors. I'm like, that's insane. Raven wow. R500? Is that what it says? Yeah, you're sending 500 feet per second out of that. Wow. Oh. That's, that's going to shoot flat way out there. Like, that's on a bow, that's cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That was neat. Wow. What's the crank mechanism? It's probably like built in here, eh? It's probably some. It's got the built in. You grab the two clamp uh, things and pull it. For my understanding, oh, oh, it doesn't even have a crank on it. No, uh, not from what I remember. No, it's got like uh, two little strings to just kind of reef on them and cocks it. Wow. Oh wow, I'm surprised it doesn't have a crank on it. It might have a pulley in there. Maybe those strings go onto a pulley or something like that to pull it back. Because elaborate system of cranks and pulleys. I imagine to get 500 feet out of that thing, you have to be like so much pound pull on that string. Oh yeah. That's gotta be that's a lot. Yeah. Jeez. And this is the fix by Q they have at their booth. I just never got that close to one because I can't afford it, but I got to pick it up. Bottle it. They're extremely well built rifles. I can see why they demand the price that they do, but what's the, what's the brand Mike? Uh, Q by Fix. The guy that made the Sig Cross, but it's the, I think the guy that made the Sig Cross worked at Q and then went over to Sig, I believe is the story. Ah. But super light, very nice balance. It's, they're only 3,400, I think. 3,400 is not bad. No, that's not bad. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I think it's 3,400. Don't quote me on that, but. Yeah, well, the Sig Cross is like four or something, so yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, man, that's the muzzle brake they put on there. I've never seen something like that, so I took a picture of it. Hmm. Yeah, kind of a flash hider kind of a thing. Yeah, RDSC is has one of those. Where was I? This one? Yes. Ah. So this is a new company that kind of they're just starting not only importing from overseas but manufacturing. Turning on, they have some very cool stuff. So their offerings right now, they're 870 clones. They have a police model and just a regular model. Like 300 and 400 bucks, something right around there. Not crazy expensive. Hmm. The other thing that they're doing is uh, Black Aces. They're going to be bringing in some of their stuff out of the States. 
Hmm. They have a 1301 clone, Beretta. I didn't know that. Interesting. A 1301? A 1301 clone, from my understanding, from Black Ace. How much is it? 800, I think. Oh, okay. You have my interest. I saw the 870 before. So did you did you actually see the 870 that, that they have? Yeah, I see the, I didn't get a picture of it. I, this is one of the banners they had because I wanted to talk about these. These are some of the new and up and coming things they have. How'd their 870 feel? What's different from it like compared to like a Rem 700? I mean, Remington's old uh, recent to late quality wasn't the greatest. They felt pretty good in the hands. I didn't have an issue with it. I'm a Mossberg. Yeah. But, cool. But some of the new things are bringing in. So that top one they have there, that's a straight pull, 12 gauge. The second one from the bottom, or the second one, that's going to be their PC carbine. It's based off a Chinese uh, submachine gun. That's going to the lab, I think, within the next month or two. So we should have it by next year if they play ball. And then just below that, that's another one of their 870s mag fed that they'll be bringing in. And underneath that is the tactical lever action that will be in 308. How much is that going to be? Because the like a lot of the lever actions we have here right now are so expensive. Yeah. I want to say, I think it was 800 off the top of my head. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And that little PC, if it comes in, I think they're saying around 14. But that's about as close to a, if you want an MP5, that's about as close as you're going to get to it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Cool. Smoke uh, grenades, airsoft stuff. No, these are flashbang grenades. Okay. <laughs> Legit flashbang. Is that for hunting so, or? Uh... <laughs> they're, uh, they're for airsoft, but my thought was those would make great bear bangers. They would. And they look badass mm-hmm. carrying mm-hmm. them too. The other thing, uh, so the tag ins are going to be bringing these three in. In they're all going to be orange. It's like a polyurethane kind of foam with an explosive in it. You pull the pin, chuck it, it goes bang. I believe the smaller ones are 120 decibels, and then the bigger ones are 140. We had some people bring them to the paintball big game this year, and uh, we didn't allow people to use them because inevitably somebody's going to huck it into a bunker where there's somebody in the bunker and deafen them. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge in airsoft in the States. Everyone's playing with earphones now because you have to look like an operator if they allow them. So <laughs> that's cool. The smoke bomb. I keep one in my hunting pack as just like a signaling device if I need to signal something. Good Not idea. a bad. But I don't know how they approve these to be used in Canada. Other than they come in, they're gonna come in, in a full orange foam. But they're allowed, so I'm gonna buy a few cases. That'd be fun. Yeah. Why not? Buy some just for giggles. How uh, how hot does that smoke burn, do you know? No, they didn't really know, but it's kind of hard without setting it off live to know. I guess they were demonstrating for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Watch this. They were very much not about that. 
<laughs> the, the competition booth next to him. Throw the throw it over into there. <laughs> Watch this. It works great. <laughs> the CFO booth. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. I'm, I'm kidding. The CFO people are were wonderful, and they were great to be beside. Cool. Good to know. Probably yeah. not the right people to piss off either. No. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's your name again? <laughs> no, just some more of the tagins. They're those little grenade, the ones that look like actual hand grenades are supposed to be coming soon, but they'll be coming in, in a full orange foam instead of a realistic looking one. Ah, so you don't have to paint them. <laughs> no, because that goes against uh, explosive regulations for uh, changing stuff and natural resources Canada gets mad at you. Mm. So I'll have to paint them. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> and not get caught by a cop who, cop who knows the explosive regulations very well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but even you're screwed energy. either way. Doesn't matter what color it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do your cool guy run around LARP training, you know those are an option too for you. Neat. These are butt plugs, right? With some ammo or food in them, <laughs> or butt plugs. <laughs> so what those are? They have a. They also make a forty mil like a under barrel launcher, but you can actually launch stuff. Oh. So the three grenades they have there, there's uh, it's a buckshot one that's filled with pellets. The orange one is just a pure foam one. Uh, The blue one is a like a chalk marking round, Hmm. and then that yellow one, they're not approved yet for Canada, but basically you can launch it; it will hit something and then explode. I like that one. Nice, (laughs) (laughs) nice. That's the hunting round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flak round. <laughs> then that's one of the uh, launchers they had for those little forty mil. Yeah, neat. Cool. They have a uh, they have a little uh, chassis you can plug that thing into, so it's a standalone launcher. Neat. Standalone or under barrel? You want a two hundred three? Mm-hmm. Very cool. So this is a tactical ordnance. They do some very awesome custom shotgun work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Case is very good. Yep. 1301s, 870s. That one, the Tiger Stripe, I absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they used to do Versamaxes, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, the supply of Versamaxes probably isn't that good with Remington, so 1301s are probably a better idea. And a 1301 is a fantastic shotgun, too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a much better shotgun, yeah. Yeah. All the cool kids want one. Absolutely. They're lighter, they, they shoot faster, They're they're so good. Well, and I clicked on the damn. It didn't register my arrow click there again. Huh? Maybe I'll just use my keyboard. Simple. Yep. See, there, there's me. We're there. There's the Proof awesome, of life. There's the awesome CCFR stage that the CCFR sponsored. So everyone who gave a speech gave a speech in front of the CCFR. Very mm-hmm. nice. Nice. Yeah, just more of the Tack Orton shotguns. Very beautiful. Yep. This, this is the new Canadian Forces sniper rifle. It's the Sacco. Off the top of my head, can't remember the name, but this is the new rifle that they'll be getting. No more PGW. Now we yep. run the Sacco. Skeleton nice. This stuff is good. Very much so. Yep. Nice rifles. Felt, felt great. Wish I could have one. Yeah. <clears throat> You could. 
technically right i'm sure you can yeah so we have some uh rcmp uh patrol carbines here yeah <laughs> this was at the uh, this is the kodiak booth they had their 50 cal on display which is so many people were just playing with it it was great to see mm-hmm. nice there was, cool. there was, i was lucky to get a picture of it without someone sitting behind it <laughs> yeah no kidding Some Kodiak stuff there. Some Kodiak. So some new stuff from Kodiak. You can now get the uh, 7.62 by 39s Z Cub. Yeah. As nature intended. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I like it. I, I shot one of their uh, one of their 181s. And aside from one issue, it's pretty good. I like the, the sliding charging handle on the side there. Seems like beefy and easy to grab. I like the size of it. It was all really good. I, I prefer side charging on this. That's the way to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. a good system. And this I want one of, too. I have. I don't know what the use case is, but I, I really do want one. I mean, I mean, I know some girls that that would fit in their purse perfectly, and no one would bat an eye. You get so some for of our audio eye. listeners, we're, we're looking at a, a shotgun that folds in two ways, and it's a pump-action shotgun, too. Yeah. So it folds at the at the action and it, and it has a folding stock as well. So it is a small boy. And then just for scale, I got that picture of the shotgun underneath, so you can see really how small it does fold up. It's a Canuck Enforcer, I believe. Canuck Enforcer. What's the price on them? Do you remember? Like, is it I, low enough where I could just make a silly purchase, like soonish, <laughs> or anything to silly purchase if you're brave enough? Hmm. Uh, I don't believe they were crazy expensive. No, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. That's why I'm waiting. <laughs> I'll go to the next one while I'm doing that. Pause for awkward silence. That's uh, is that Tracy? I'm trying to look on my phone Tracy? screen. Yeah. That's Tracy. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Tracy. Yeah, that was Tracy giving a speech. After Rod, great speech. There's Rod. The other I thing was- I will. How was the turnout for uh, for those? It was it was Rod was the big draw for most of it. I thought Lovey would have been a bigger draw, but Rod was uh, quite a big draw. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, here here's the KDX booth. Or I was drooling for most of the event. Also, yeah, the- their stuff is tray sexy. Yeah, they also had some Apex rivals on them, so shout out to KDX for having them on there. <laughs> nice. Two good so, Canadian companies. Yeah. I, I just thought that color combination was awesome with the orange and the blue. Yeah, that was pretty uh, cool. I like it. I like it. KDX is willing to seracote your gun for you in whatever color you would like it. So if you have something a special, a special color that you would like, they will do it for you. It will cost you, however, they will do it for you. Yeah, but if you're buying one, it's buy one's cry once, anyways. True. <laughs> so it's not, a KDX. If you can afford a KDX, you can afford a little bit extra for a paint job. You're not caring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've got some more KDX and all their wonderful chassis. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. And that's uh, on their backdrop, all the wonderful chassis they offer. They had basically everything there. 
including right. that. Uh, I think that was a 416 Barrett, that red one. Ooh. It was huge. It was like four and a half feet long. <laughs> nice. nice. Four and a half Go feet long, you can't have it in Canada. <laughs> oh, boy. This is the Kraken. I've never seen the actual tooling that comes with it. That's the, uh, you can change the caliber, change the bolt and everything. Oh. But that's the tooling that comes with it for wow. changing the bolt, changing your barrel. Okay. I mean, if you're into ELR or anything like that, you're going to burn your barrels out. So it is nice to get some extra gear with the gun to, to be able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've just never seen that before. It was cool to see. So it's not just a guy in a garage with a bench vice. Just a pipe wrench. Pipe wrench works on everything. Yeah. Pipe, pipe wrench works. Sure. And then we had uh, at Silva's booth. They, North Silva brought out basically if you could own it, then they had it there. So we had some guns there. Yeah. Looks like some Bren 2s. Little shorties, 11 inch. I like the 11 inch. I'm a fan. I like it too. I just, I want a little bit more velocity. I'd love like a 14 and a half or a 16 inch barrel. Yeah. I like it, but I'm never, ever going to buy a restricted rifle. Yeah. That's for most people. I've learned my lesson. This is a promo going on for CZ, but I couldn't make the show last week because I was driving where there was no service. So it doesn't help anybody. I thought it's still on. Oh no. September 1st to 15th. They might have something else on right now. They might've extended it. I think. Or did it from promo? Yeah, promo. Brand yeah. <clears throat> And if you want to spend six thousand on a twenty-two, you can look at this four fifty-two anniversary edition. <laughs> That's wow. the top one, right? Yeah, it's the top <laughs> one. It's the gold. I hope so. <laughs> Again, for the Middle Eastern warlord who wants to do a little plinking. <laughs> That's for the dictator in training. Dictator in training. I Work your way it. up to the gold AK. Are there yep. gophers in the desert? I'm sure they have <laughs> peasants or something. Yes, I don't know. that was I, the last one. That was my last one. Yeah, cool. And there was more, but I didn't get pictures of all of it because I'd either go to the booth and talk to the people, or I'd run and like, hi, click, buy. So, any guns that you're gonna buy? Uh, that Templar II is probably gonna be not on the list. Impressed you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm hopeful. You know, with uh, one of these Canadian manufacturers is going to crack the code and get like a decent, not heavy 180 variant that's actually reliable. And as soon as one of the manufacturers does that, they're going to win all the business. We're, yeah. we're still in the Model T age of 180s. <laughs> True. Good point. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, the AR-15, it's had 60 years of runtime. Plus. That's true. And when they first came out, some guys hated them because they said he didn't have to clean them. And they started jamming. Yeah. I'd rather so. go back to my, my DI days. I miss yeah. pistons, are over, pistons are overrated. <laughs> I'm actually surprised no one else has done a DI gun. Like, there's just not that many DI guns out there. I think it was riskier, right? Like, Raven was the first one to, to try. And uh, I think most everyone else is just like worried that it's risky. Yeah. Uh, that f- double folding shotgun, I found uh, it's not as expensive as you think it is. How much? Okay. Bullseye North has them for 500. 
No. Holding. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Okay. So when are you getting out? We'll see that on the show next week, then, Adriel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff, Adriel. See, if no. they had that, so it just hinged at slight angles, so it passed the pistol grip. Yeah, like folded out, like twisted, and then folded yeah. flat. So nice it's flat. cool that it's a pump, though. What's the tube capacity? Three inch chamber. Uh, four plus one or two plus one? I guess there's a two different barrel lengths. 18 and a half inch barrel. No, I want a shorter barrel. Anyways, neat. It's interesting. I am enjoying all the different designs that people are coming up with. That's one of my favorite things about guns is just that there's like everything that you could ever imagine somebody's making and a lot of stuff that you've never imagined. Humans are so ingenious. I love it. When people put roadblocks in your way, that's when people's ingenuity comes out. That's all. Roadblocks? Roadblocks, yes. Roadblocks. Roadblocks. When the <laughs> government get in here, Andrew, real quick. Kelly just got cool. What? Just um. got <laughs> when the world puts roadblocks in your way, designing a Roblox game. Uh, Richard yep. is saying, uh, you're telling me I didn't win a decent and reliable start on a 180 with that receiver? The lower receiver is fine. That's not where you're going to get any of the issues. The issues you're going to get are going to be in the piston, where um, depending on what system you get, and the charging handle potentially depending on what kind of upper system you get those are really there's never been an issue in the lowers the lowers are fine yeah some had out of spec magwells uh and you can like over insert mags and that kind of thing some of them have that issue but i think that's been more or less resolved that uh, that's actually one issue i didn't have in that bcl like i did not i was not able to like over insert mags in it it was fine that's one bonus i guess yeah one positive (laughs) Maybe just make a list of things that went went right. Might be. I did. So I, I I put an article out, and on the article, I got like pros and cons. Like the big con is the reliability. Well, there's lots of pros to that rifle. I think once they've got the reliability fixed, if they get the reliability fixed, uh, I think the guns got is a really compelling buy at the price point it's at. Yeah, it's it more is. expensive than some of the other ones out there, but it's cooler in a couple of different ways that are they're real, right? And it's actually not hideous. Like it's not That's a, yeah, a real line. selling point. It's not yeah. hideous. Hashtag well, not hideous. <laughs> so many of them, like the at the back here of the rifle, looks it looks terrible. This one's like nice and smooth. <laughs> like the lines on it are good. Yeah, it's it's sleek on there, and, and like the two tone looks good. Yeah. Well, do you think that you, if you just worked at that, you could get that reliable, or does it need new parts? Uh, well, I don't know what's going on with the BCG. Um, I'm not going to have it long enough to know. We'll put it that way. Cause this is that loaner rifle and I'm, I got to right. drop it off on like this weekend. So I'm not going to have it long yeah, and you enough. You can't really modify it at all for that test. Can you, it's supposed to be yeah. factory. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with my own MCR, like, yeah, I have done some shit to it and, uh, you know, yeah. played home gunsmith. That's one positive with the one eighties is you get to play home gunsmith and, uh, and learn, learn you a lot. Get to yes. Get to. <laughs> well, if I if I look really at most of my to. rifles, like, I like I, think, I like the uh, conf, the uh, positivity. <laughs> I think most of my rifles I've dicked with in one way or another, like pretty badly. My MCR a lot. That Narenko five twenty two, like yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty heavily mod. Like pretty much everything on this wall has been modified in some way. That, it's that been adrialized. That's what it's yeah. been. Yeah. You'll you'll go yeah. after it. 
the axis, the savage axis. I put the I'm M Carbo trigger on it. That's it. <laughs> I think that's a lot. Oh, my mill syrups I haven't really modified. Like my Mosins and that kind of thing. I haven't really modified those. Just cleaned them up and kept them as is. But the problem I have. Well, there's modifying, but then there's having to do work to them to make it reliable. Yeah. My SVT40 is not reliable. There's no way I would shoot that in a competition. I would shoot my SVT40. Like something else. 80 years old. <laughs> my Mosin still runs. <laughs> that little, that little design's little older. That design's little. from the 1880s. Yeah. Because they're probably never fired and only dropped once. Yeah. <laughs> stored in like horrible yep. conditions and it's perfect it's, it's historical uh, historical significance that it sat in the warehouse long enough for you guys to buy them the surplus that is kind <laughs> yeah. of interesting yeah. yeah the fact that you can get a, a rifle from world war one or world war two and it doesn't cost like a whole bunch you can get something that's like older than your great-grandparents is kind of yeah. interesting the yeah. russian's the only only real cheap surplus out there because they just made so many of them so many. Well, the Italian, you can get the. I have a Caracano from 1901. Cost me 300 bucks. Oh, that's right. You told you mentioned yeah. those. Somebody yeah. brought yeah. them in. Yeah. I mean, that's not really war surplus. Not like the Italians were at war with anyone. They just <laughs> lost a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yes. We like fascism. Actually, we're losing. Now we don't like fascism. <laughs> <laughs> Which side did we get the participation medal from? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Depends on the day. I think that was the last picture. But Mo, you are muted. Any other countries or uh, we want to insult? Yeah, one anybody else we want to pick on? I'm happy to insult all of them if possible. <laughs> yeah. Just so it's evenly spread around. We get the hate mail from e- everyone. Equal opportunity. That's yes. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. Mo, <laughs> the Italian. Uh, would you like to actually <laughs> see, see. Um, thanks Mike for recapping the whole show that was great stuff uh, we will get into uh, listener feedback I will read the first email hello all I listened to an episode a little over a year ago and got the bug to listen with my very long drive to and from work 10 to 12 hours each way I've, I've almost listened to all the past episodes I'm currently on episode 494 I have a couple questions Adriel and Kelly have either of you compared the accuracy of a V-Block 1022 to a gray birch with the threaded barrel? Kyle, I heard about your auto lifter in your M2. I have a Benelli M4 clone that I'm considering putting an auto lifter in. What issues will I encounter if I do, or is it not advisable to do? Thank you, Josh. Uh, thank you for listening, Josh. Cool. Question one. Uh, I haven't compared V-block. Like for, uh, Kelly, you're muted again. Like practical accuracy wise for for maple seed, we're we're like you're not going to be more accurate than the rifle. A uh, uh, long long story short, unless you have like a really bad rifle or a rifle that doesn't like the ammo. Um, so we hey. don't. Call me, call me. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I shot a two thirty six with some golden bullet, like Remington golden bullet. Like yeah. you do not need a good rifle and good and and. Um, of my last maple seed, two people shot uh, riflemen with just loner rifles, just bog standard with super yep. crap scopes on them, and they were fine. Yep, true story. Not super crap, but pretty crap. Pretty crappy. Somebody, somebody shot riflemen with my uh, stock ten twenty two with a nineteen eighties Tasco scope on it. Mm-mm-mm, love it. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, I haven't compared the difference. I I wouldn't know. Like, I think the the big difference between a V block and the threaded barrel is the threaded barrel will not droop. So whatever, like if you get if you get a rail on that thing, 
uh, you will get the MOA you want out of that rail. Some of the some of the V block barrels will droop quite a bit, yeah. uh, and then you they like droop down. You lose some of your MOA. Um, you might be able to adjust for it. Might not be able to adjust for it. You have to shim it with some uh, beer can uh, stock. I've I've heard of that, Adriel. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> doing some work on your rifles, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, my gray birch, my regular birch. Yeah, pretty accurate rifle, but we also have those other standard loaner 1022s. Somebody this past weekend shot a reference score with the loaner rifle that I have with the um, the crappy scope on it. So, yeah. They're they're fine. It's they're 25 fine. meters. You're not like, five yards. yeah, you're shooting a black square or whatever. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody who has attended a maple seed that actually hasn't scored rifleman is now going to throw... Uh, a pop can at you or at the radio. And that is about, you know that, right? <laughs> including somebody that's or their beer. Including somebody that's on the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is initials Mo. <laughs> M- Mo, if you want to borrow oh. my my Narinko bolt action, I'm with F you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> I told you, you're welcome to use my. Uh, no, you, you burned. You burned some. All right. Uh, second part of the the auto lifter. <laughs> the auto lifter. Kyle. Uh, assuming it's a true clone, uh, really the only issue you would issue you would have is you're going to have to run a heavier mag tube spring than you normally would. Like people, they if you don't have an extension, you're running factory, you're probably fine. But if you run an extension and you're tuning it to let for really nice light loading, you're going to have to run it heavier. In my uh, 12 inch or 12 inch, my 12 round tube, I don't trim springs anymore. Run because, full length. Yeah. And even then that, that that's pushing it. Like, yeah, I don't trim any springs in a, yeah, it's, it's 12 rounds. I can't remember what it is plus, but uh, it's like plus seven or something like that. Plus seven or eight. Well, his M4 is not going to have a whole big. No, it's not. It anyways. No, if you got. Yeah, plus but you're just maybe. keep in mind, you're, you're probably still. Yeah, you're still going to be trimming it to a spring, but you're going to have to run a heavier mag tube spring for that auto lifter to operate fu- properly. Um, I just remembered one thing that we failed to mention about the show, pro- probably the most practical uh, product. Um, one of our listeners just mentioned it here, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up. It's this one. Oh, yes, yes. Under PC. Match my PC case. Sweet. I like it. See, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just do it because it's that stupid. Mike. They left the show very quickly every night, so I couldn't get over to talk to them, even though they were right across the road. <laughs> so um, I, I talked to Jennifer, and she said it was just some some guy who was like mucking around with an Arduino and got it going. He's like, yeah, well, you know, it's a, a prototype, and they just like got it going, kind of thing. And he said that they tried shooting it to see if it would like stand up to some heat from shooting and that kind of thing, and it did. Nice. I like it. I, I like all that kind of like nerdy. Yeah. What's that? Can you describe what it is for the people who are actually listening as opposed yes. to you know, underglow? Imagine like, rifle. yeah, imagine underglow, but like inside the fore end. 
and yeah. it like pulses with like different colors and moves different around colors. and that kind of thing. And Sweet. it's uh, all the bling. It's perfect for Pride Month. Correct. <laughs> I, I guess it can't be a scary black rifle if uh, it looks like that, right? Looks like well, a giraffe hey, disco. Hey, if you got the rainbow going, how can they give you crap? They're, yeah. stamp, they're crampling yeah. on your rights. Yeah. I'm wondering if you could, uh, you know, I wonder if you would be wearing a unicorn, you know, costume and shooting. Ah, uh, unicorn onesie and carrying that thing during a match. <laughs> Freaking epic. Yes. Where, where does one get a unicorn onesie? <laughs> oh, Amazon. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, duh. I'll send you one. Where Adriel orders the shell, shell caddies from? <laughs> You know, the t shirt with a unicorn on it, and they're going, What about us? Yeah. Give <laughs> you. All right. Okay, we all need to go to, we all need to order unicorn onesies. All right. Let's do it. Future show. Let's do it. Uh, we we do got it. another letter. This one's uh, from Tony. It's a, it's a long one. <laughs> Good evening, Slamfire crew. Last week, I attended the Maple Seed hosted by Rick and Peter at my home range, the BTSA. Missing Adriel for the second time as he heads up to Fort Mac. Maybe I will see him in person the third time. It was a, a great day with great weather, and Rick is a great instructor. Funny, too. Since I mentioned that I shoot PCC semi-competitively, I was addressed as Tony the door kicker for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Peter was a great help as well. He drove all the way from, <clears throat> Nelson BC, from the Nelson, BC area and stayed extra days to help another rimfire help another rimfire event over the weekend but it is unfortunate to report that i am no longer a qualified rifleman huh likely the only maple seed shooter to lose their qualification in less than one year disappointed in no in no one but myself i was only able to achieve a score of 209 or less on the last mqt oh. while being graded with much leniency in reality, it is a score in the 180s. Well, I like the honesty. Uh, we ran the MQ, uh, the last MQT from stage four to one. On the last stage, the standing stage with the with my Savage A22FV SR and Federal Auto match, there was a double feed. I quickly dropped the magazine and pulled out another full mag for an emergency reload, but I was unable to count the amount of shots on target already, mm. resulting in two extra shots on target, in my case costing three points. My guess would be my 223 bolt action gave me a tiny edge in the terms of precision and squeezed me into rifleman class, but just barely. <clears throat> the 100% reliability also doesn't hurt. I don't think I'll ever arrive at the rifleman elite rifleman status, but you can be sure I will try to qualify again next time. Mm -hmm. Since I won't be able to attend the live show today, I will see you in the YouTube comment section. Good night to the crew and Adriel and the ca the camping gear guy. Please sign my petition to rebrand Adriel's channel. Best regards, Tony. The camping gear guy. <laughs> he changed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah notice. Good stuff. One of the other guys on Thursday night mentioned it as well. He's like, it's kind of like watching your YouTube and sleeping. And I woke up and I was like, what the hell? I'm like 15 minutes into like a video about, uh, <laughs> about a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you take gonna, it? Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to give a quick tip. Instead of bringing a magazine to the line, bring a couple of rounds. So if you miss, if one is a dud, you know, you, you can keep count. Because if you do uh, fire a couple extra rounds. Uh oh, we always There's say time that. for it too. Standing, it's don't, totally time don't for Don't take it. an extra mic, just take a couple extra rounds. That's it. Just have a little match saver on top there. Yeah, a 22 match saver. 
spend 15 minutes trying to pry the shell out. Damn it. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. So just take a couple of extra rounds. Only if you shoot a but, Remex to do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will get into uh, Kyle. Do we have any YouTube comments? Yes, we have four of them. Quattro. And they are all from. Actually, we have five. Sorry. Cinco. They're all from Eddie. Oh, uh, well, the first one was on episode 520, Ipsic Nationals recap. And he says, I've never had any luck with my Lyman ultrasonic cleaner. I originally bought it, hoping it would be better, uh, be a better clean with less work. Turns out the opposite. I'm going back to my tumbler. And both. I would, it sounds it's like he's doing for, brass. Yeah, for brass, it's, it's Do both. a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he says on episode, the rest of them are all on episode 521. Uh, some are sabbatical. Hope you're all rested up. And he was on a target shooting team called Gas Holes. <laughs> I like that name. Yeah. Oh, what did you come up with? What did you come up with for the name there, Adriel? I haven't. I haven't. You guys Football. haven't. I like Gas Holes. I mean, Gas Holes. <laughs> 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 we, like, we like you too, Kelly. I'll, I'll float him. I'll float it by him. <laughs> Let me enunciate. Gas. 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 I'm enjoying making you laugh tonight and almost die. This is hilarious, Kelly. Uh, and he says, uh, whoa, that was an unsafe stage. They could have installed railing and connected the platform so competitors won't fall off and still have them shoot standing on a slanted base. And that was that interesting Ipsic stage from, what was that? Ontario Provincials or what? Or that was just um, a level three it match. East, it was a level three. It was, at, yeah. I think it was East Elgin that it was at, or it was the Guelph. Peter Pearl? No, no. it was at East Elgin, I think. Okay. And then he says, oh, I see verdict now. Get it over with. Oh, that was on the debate, whether people wanted yeah. to actually have the OIC verdict now or yeah. Just later. never know or that they want to know now, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, Kyle. Uh, if you go to our website, you'll find a Cabela's link. And if you use that link, it'll help support the show. And uh, what's wrong? Nothing. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, help support the show, and then we'll uh, read off uh, once a month. We read off all the purchases. What you bought? What's... <laughs> what you bought? We'll read off what you bought, and what then you bought? We'll... Yeah. yeah, I just heard but. That's I just heard but. Sorry. Should I say it now, or do you have to guess what I bought? What did you buy? I bought a case of Nationals and then what were them little uh, flashbang targets that apparently don't last if you hit them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Let's see how long it lasts. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so through Patreon and Player. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, uh, it's at slamfireradio at gmail.com and we'll uh, read your letter on live. We'll get into the shoutouts. Kelly. Um, hey, Mike, for traveling all this way to uh, Toronto and um, filling in for me at the CCFR booth. Thanks so much for doing that. No problem. I missed you. Oh, I know. I missed you guys too. Um, 
I was I was up to a couple of things, so I wasn't able to come. I'm just giving you that, but I actually was doing some stuff, but I wasn't able to come. But uh, next TACOM, if there is a TACOM, hopefully there is a TACOM. Hopefully we'll get a favorable OSC. She was door knocking for the liberals. Um, no. no. Closet liberal. not. You have a moment Shut to up, you guys. Go away. I'm going to hang up on you all. <laughs> She heard Justin was single and uh, <laughs> she was ready to mingle, as they'd say. Oh? A rare burn from Mo. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, did you guys all see, speaking of which, just to decide, did you all see the, uh, the meme with Justin and it was the fake, the fake Tinder ad for Justin? It was like yeah. love, long walks on the beach, uh, looking for a new woman to join my cabinet of love. No Alberta checks. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got a shout out for uh, if you're looking for a nighttime brutality match, that thing just opened. Mm. Uh, kind of northern BC. So if you're in northern Alberta or northern BC, uh, that'll be at uh, Prince George. November 25th and 26th, I think. It's on practice score. Shoot at night. Shoot with nods or flashlights or what have you. So check that out. Okay. Kyle? Uh, shout out to everyone who came out to the match on Saturday and helped set up and tear down. Nice. Uh, Dave? Speaking of brutality, there's supposed to be a brutality match of some sort at um, at uh, Guelph Rod and Gun, somebody was telling me about, but I don't see it on their calendar. So if anybody knows about that, let me know. It's supposed to be coming up soon. Uh, shout out to Scott from Walters Falls. Met him a while ago. He's, he's dating a good friend of mine. Super nice guy. Shoots a lot of stuff, so very cool. And uh, to Chris W. Sporting Rifle in the comments for uh, labeling my sheet at CQC as uh, Rainbow Dave. So that made me laugh when I saw this. I saw the score that <laughs> nice. on uh, CGN. Nice. I think that's... Uh... Oh, uh, Mike. Mike, Mike, do you have any shows? Mike, Kelly. Mike. I, I got a few quick ones. Uh, I'll thank all the uh, sponsors that gave stuff for the CCFR booth. So we had Apex. They gave us the Summit Binos. Uh, Scorpion, they gave us the uh, red dot. Trigger Tech gave us uh, 350% off certificates for Trigger Tech. So that was very Ooh, nice. Oh, that's nice. nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get to talk to them. I was so busy. Mm-hmm. Vortex, they also gave a set of binos as well. So shout out to all I saw that. I saw that they give those away too. For the CCFR. Cool. So shout out to them. Yeah. Good. That's it. That's, that's nice. it. Thanks, Mike. No problem. And uh, we'll wrap up. Uh, join our Discord server. Watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Player. Join the CCFR. Very, very important. And see you next week. Good night, everybody. Later. Good night, everybody. Good night. When is not just. See, we are multicultural. We want to say that we should apply to like heritage. So, if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now, go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.